Liz Winstead here, co-creator of The Daily Show and co-host of the Feminist Buzzkills Live Pod. Well, the vaginal crossing guards on the Supreme Court have destroyed Roe v. Wade. Good news, my nonprofit abortion access front can help. On July 17th, we're hosting an activist training day called Operation Save Abortion. We're gathering experts from every area in the field of abortion justice and live streaming a series of conversations that break down the many opportunities available to you to protect access to all things reproductive care, helping patients with travel needs, lobbying politicians, and getting into good trouble out in these streets are just a few examples that these amazing panels are going to break down and bonus connect you to the organizations in your area doing this work. So gather your friends for a watch party, then commit to becoming a defender of abortion access. I'll be there, and so should you. Operation Save Abortion, July 17th. For all the info and to register, hit up OperationSaveAbortion.com. Jackie Cation, Lori Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Lori Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Lori Show. The Jackie and Lori Show. It's the Jackie and Lori Show. The Jackie and Lori Show. I'm Jackie Cation. Oh, I'm Lori Kilmartin. I guess there that's we go. Every once in a while, introduce Let our people now. Mm-hmm. I tried. I introduced. I was doing the comedy and magic club last night, and yeah. you know how it's tag team because it's their anniversary, and twenty comics go up, and everyone does fives, and then there's a bell, and um, I was to introduce Alex Hooper from America's Got Talent, and yeah. I uh, blew it. Forgot his first name as I was introducing oh. him. Backed <laughs> up against the curtain. I was like, "Yep." And he goes, Alex Cooper, Hooper, 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 Alex Hooper, Hooper. <laughs> still doing it. But so he goes on stage and he genuinely, he says, I, uh, everybody, nice round of applause for Lori Kilmartin. Ah! <laughs> Three it. points, Alex Hooper. Well played. You know, he, he will get to a level of fame where he's just hoop and that's it. Hoop. I have to wor- worry about Alex, but yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, that was great. <laughs> I win again. You win again. You, <laughs> your name is invoked. Uh, well played. How was uh, how was the show? How many uh, did you see? A bunch of friends and stuff like that. I, it was almost all hang, and then yeah. uh, I ended up being in the second half of the second show as well. So I bailed. Yeah. And somebody who cared more got my five minute set. Good for them. Okay. Uh, Vanessa yeah. Derek, I think it was who uh, she was pretty great. Anyway, but. Um, yeah, I hung out with. Um, it was nice. It was nice to see people, and and then I went up and I tried a joke that I tried on Friday at the Blast from the Past oh. toy store in Burbank, and it. I said it right. It wasn't. I didn't even know I was really going to do it. I just came up that it could go. It could be part of this this one bit, and so I went into this whole thing because I. Did I tell you this, that I was talking to a friend of mine and he literally in the course of the conversation said, oh, a neighbor needs to borrow a wire hanger. I'll be right back. And I, and so I said, oh my God, it has begun. And he said, and he got shocked and slightly sad. And I was like, that's not my fault. It's not my fault that uh, women aren't actual people. And we all have to worry about if we're hot enough. 
again? You're giving a female comic the opening to a very easy abortion joke. I mean, it would be actually career suicide if you didn't take that off. <laughs> right, right, right. And it worked really well at Blast from the Past, and it did not work at all. And then I got off stage and... Oh, wait, uh, Comedy Magic? Comedy Magic. Angel Gaines mm-hmm. uh, said to me, I think you left out some key stuff, and I know I did. Because later... Wow. Like moments later, I went to get a cup of coffee at the gelato place next door. Yeah. And two after the after the first show, and there were four people there, and two of them were like, "What was that joke about?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I I left out some key info. If you didn't get that, that was an, an abortion joke." Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, cool. How well, was Cincinnati? Cincinnati was great. Okay, I feel awful. Because I, uh, I had a 5.50 a.m. flight. Oh, right. So I just stayed up the whole night because I was afraid I was going to miss the flight. Also, because earlier in the week, I was taking lifts to uh, a Starbucks. Yeah. And I one time, I had to wait like 45 minutes for a lift to come. Um, and so I was afraid. Oh, my God. What if there's no... Have you ever been at a gig where you're leaving early in the morning and there's no Lyft or Uber? Yeah. Remember that thing in, in Phoenix? where. Yeah. They didn't show up. And then I, oh, and then the other time when I landed and there were no lifts or Ubers because it was at like 1230 a.m. and it was a smaller city. Yeah. And I had to hire a limo. Remember that? I hired a hundred dollar right. limo. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I got worried like, oh no, there's going to be, or it's going to be like a $200 Lux lift or something. So then I, I just, uh, I also downloaded Uber to cover my ass and then, yeah. uh, I, I just ordered something at 3 a.m. <laughs> just in, I was like, I'll just hang out at the airport. I do not want to miss this flight because all the rest of the, I checked to see if I could leave later and Southwest is totally sold out. So I would have been in Cincy for another day if I missed this flight. So yeah. Uh, anyway, cool. I, I uh, feel awful because I have, and I, no I, rest. I slept and I've been sitting uh, between people for, I don't know. Oh no, middle C. Five hours. Yeah, it's Southwest, you know, and I'm I was like boarding group C, so um, yeah. How does that happen? I'm um. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes you forget to check in early enough, and you end up being C, and then you're kind of screwed. I okay. So. I was middle on the uh, first leg, and then then you hang out at Midway for two hours. The worst airport. Just the worst. The worst. Hard agree. They have never sponsor us midway. Ridiculous. They have all for all of concourse B. There's one coffee shop. It's a, it's a Dunkin' Donuts that's open. Other Mm -hmm. ones are closed and the line is, is like wrapping it's outside the building and into, you know, a hotel, an airport. The last, last time I was there, there was no food. Like uh, the restaurants were like, we're kind of out of food. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, is this the Soviet Union in 1946? What just happened? Yeah. And, and to me too. That's happened right. twice. At so I, at Midway. And so I walk like to another terminal and there's a long line to get a sandwich made or a thing made yeah. and to get coffee made. And I go and I just, I grab, I think I was traveling. I don't know if I was traveling alone, but whatever. I grab a sandwich and I skip to the front of the line. And I was like, if I just want to buy this, can I just give you this? You can keep the change. And uh, and so I, I, I kind of skipped the line, but it was super fast. All I wanted was that, and it was over, like moments yeah. later. But midway, it, it makes you into that person who skips a line. 
<laughs> I felt like a little bit of a monster. You are so. you there you're always just one inconvenience away from me. <laughs> I mean everyone knows that about you, Jackie. <laughs> um yeah. and then I I had like breakfast has something called the Hubbard Inn, which is just a little thing in the middle of Midway. The worst food I've ever had. But Mother Hubbard did not come through. Come through. <laughs> what did you have? Awful. I had eggs that were. Uh, I don't know what what animal they were from. What <laughs> what reptile they were from? I don't know. <laughs> reptile <laughs> eggs. <laughs> they were green. And year old bacon. Um, oh. The sourdough toast was okay, but there was no butter. I was just flat bread. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna fight this. Right, right. You're just going to consume some calories so that you can yes. keep walking. Yeah. Uh, this morning, I made sourdough English muffins with my mother-in-law. Oh, how's she feeling? She is doing. She's doing better. She's got that thing, and I don't know if it's from the COVID medicine or if it's because she has COVID. Mm -hmm. But she might be done with COVID. We're all going to take another test to make sure. I'm negative. I, I've been testing. So. Do you but, feel okay? I feel fine. I feel fine. I am sleepy, but that's, I think, emotional. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, uh, um, but I will say this, I am taking all the sets. I am taking all the sets so that I can get the car and drive away and then come back. Cause as much as I love everybody, um, so this will be good. I'll become a better comic. Um, the, uh, uh, but, the, uh, yeah, so she has some sort of taste issue where she, she, she has her taste buds, but things taste terrible. Right. Is she and still testing positive right now? She hasn't tested since the beginning, so, but she's been taking these COVID meds. The Paxil maybe Paxiloid or something, something like. like that. And then whatever it is might be making her taste buds uh, give, give her a bad aftertaste. Or, but I did just talk to uh, a friend of mine this morning and she was like, I take it I have long COVID. It's been a month since I've had COVID and I'm still testing positive. I went to the doctor. They said that it's, I'm not contagious, but this, I get, some days I'm foggy and I can't think. Like she said that she left the grocery store with all of her groceries. Without paying? Didn't, right, without paying, sorry. Wow. Yeah, so she... Uh, and then other days she feels fine, but she'll be like exhausted and foggy. And then other days she'll be fine. So this, uh, this variant's real. Oh yeah. The variant is bad and it's highly contagious and, uh, long COVID is scary, man. Um, so how were your shows in, in well, other terms? Okay. So the shows were really fun. I mean, the shows were really fun and there was a little resistance from some people because, like from the ho on the way from the hotel to the to the club, there's at least 15 American flags on front lawns, uh, flags, stuff like that. Wow. So and and pe people just came to the show without knowing who the comics right. were, hoping hoping to see <laughs> ska. Could, yeah, know, they see heavy metal. Yeah, totally. and I only have one tr tr joke where I mentioned Trump. But it sets up like three more jokes about my mom, so yep. I can really drop it. Um, and uh, so there was a table <laughs> to the right that just became very cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Sometimes you can I literally was... feel it. 
Yes, like a fog descends on the table. <laughs> and, uh, and I bring a dune, bring a dune. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm looking at them and I ask the guy a question and he goes, no. And I'm like, okay, I get, I, I don't know what joke triggered this, but I know something did. And I'm not going to engage this table for the rest of the night. And the rest of the night, yeah. have a great time. Good. And they probably had no idea, you know? Yeah. But I could feel, you know, four sets of crossed arms, you know? Yeah. Right for the, uh, uh-huh. I wouldn't, I didn't give them, you know, everything else is like uh, issue basis. I, I find if you don't mention Trump, but you could talk about all your issues, then they just get irritated with you. But if you actually say Trump, then they feel it's, it's one of the things I never did in, that's why I call him captain knob job. Cause I was like, it helped me that. Cause if I don't say the word, they are not right. So they don't know who I'm talking about. Right. Or they do, they, but they're only suspicious. Yes. And uh, I, by the way, my, uh, the staycation, my special, my staycation special, which is on mm-hmm. internet Power gorilla YouTube, it's got, you know, a couple hundred comments and they've all been positive. Okay. And um, someone said, Ooh, there's some negatives. And I was like, what, what is it? And they, they sent me one of them and it was just, I liked it until the last 10 minutes got woke. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Yes, I'm constantly being accused of being all woke and hip. Come at me. I love it. What a great, what a great slam. You're too woke. Fuck you. All right. I'm sorry. Just uh, too aware that there's a change in society. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, they're jokes about a topic. Okay. Just uh, maybe they're not making you laugh because you're you're getting angry. You're getting angry at a topic. You're a weak audience member. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That'll show them. Um, yeah. So I had a bunch of sets. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, how, how were the other sets? Well, yeah, let me, uh, yeah. So, uh, believe me, this will take up a lot of our time. Good. Don't need to rush through this one. So, so the hotel is like in a business park. (laughs) I remember I, I, I made a lot of notes to myself and the number one in all caps was rent a car. Uh, okay. Just because I felt so trapped and, they didn't even have a breakfast at the hotel. It was like, like granola bars. Oh no. Bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that was a bummer, but, uh, I did because I was trapped. I did just sit and do some work on my act. Like I just started playing and, you know, playing last night's set. I play it and then just make notes and. Oh, good. That's amazing. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I guess. Um, I'd rather be walking around the city, you know, just letting uh, the city uh, uh, have an influence on me, affect me, you know, but what, yep. whatever. Um, but the shows themselves were really fun. Every show was fun in a different way. And it was Thursday to Friday to Saturday. Um, I, of course, am, you know, very paranoid about COVID, right? Yep. So I got, I brought my uh, purifier that I put on stage. The I one that to- looks like a purse. No, no, no. That's a different one. I have two. Oh, okay. The first one I just brought and put on the stool near me. And the one, not the, the larger room purifier that it fits in a suitcase. I, uh, I just got to the show like at six o'clock on Thursday, plugged it in and just, I'm like, we're just going to run this <laughs> all the time. Right. I'll, I'll buy a new filter next yeah. week. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're totally cool about it. And they renovated the club during, uh, the lockdown and they added purifiers to their system too. Oh, great. That made me feel a thousand times 
safer because, you know, at the end of the week, I was five hours in a room with people that were unmasked and I was unmasked. That's yeah. a, that's a yeah. amount of exposure to COVID. That's real. For real. So if the purifiers were working and if my vaccines are working and may, you know, maybe I'm okay this week. I mean, I feel fine. And yep. I'll test like tomorrow. Cause I, I think like the last time I would have had any sort of like exposure would be on the airplane this morning, you know, mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. and even though I was double masked and I have my little purse purifier right under my face, I put it on my, you know, tray. On your lap. Oh, did you? Yeah. You can okay. also hang it on, you know, the little, the little lock that uh, puts the tray up and down. You yeah. can hang it on that too. Um, but is uh, it, is it battery operated or charger operated? Charger. USB. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, I don't even know if this is making a difference, but I feel like it's, it's good to do, okay. feel like you're doing something, you know, I mean, yeah. it does, it, it does clean the air a little bit, you know, it, it does do that job. I, I hear it working and worrying and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, th but this is the gig I was the most worried about in terms of COVID exposure because no one there takes it seriously at all. Like in Ohio, nobody was wearing a mask and it just, yeah not on people's minds. And it's not like, like when I was getting picked up by Lyft, you know, none of the drivers had masks, and, but they were very nice and stuff. And they weren't like, you know, uh, saying anything to me because I was right. like, masked, but it was just like, you know, I'm like, gosh, I felt like the news wasn't getting to these people. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Right. So yeah, but the show's really fun. And the other comics, one of them's the comic of the week, were great. And it was a all female lineup. And oh, cool. The other, the two other comics, um, uh, Shana Rabani was one of them. Uh, and the uh, the other one who will be our comic of the week. So we'll save her name. But <laughs> we're both like, we never get to work with women. It was like, you and I have had this conversation since the 90s. And I feel like the Midwest female comics are still very isolated and yep. they don't get still to live in it, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, or they're always walking into a green room full of guys and it's yeah. like, Oh, I, that feeling it's hard, yeah. you know, cause one of the, mm -hmm. the other one was the other comic was like, I, I can't, I didn't realize how different it felt to be, which is women in the lineup. When you just walk into the little green room mm -hmm. and all the defenses, you don't have to put up automatically. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Or just the conversations are about different things. And, and, uh, I, um, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that feeling next week I'm in at Acme and I forgot to ask Lewis who I was working with. Cause he usually gives me a, the brand new first ever MC person. And yeah. then, and then I, he, I think he does try to mix it up, but I'm always, I'm always, I want to know, I, I should have mentioned, I just wanted him to mix it up. Because yeah. the different humans make for more interesting shows. Did you like, did anybody come up to you after the show and say, I love that joke you did? And you're like, that was the features joke. Because that happens to white guys all the time where they just get mixed up for each other. Oh, it only happened to be one time at Tucson, Gary Bynum. Yeah. <laughs> he told me he accidentally booked three women. And he said, is that a, that isn't a problem, right? And I was like, no. My God, Gary. <laughs> But I, I, at least he's open about who he is. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? I know the rest of them are saying this without, but making sure that we're, they're behind closed doors, not in front of right. our face. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I appreciate that from club owners that are like that. I, I, I actually, 
the Gary Bynum thing, there's things that I, let's just tell, say the good things that I like about Gary Bynum. He doesn't want to have in-depth conversations with comics. I love this. That's he great. wants to talk in passing yeah. and then it might come up. What are you watching? Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> he doesn't pay great. He knows he doesn't pay great. He's like, you're probably above this now. Yeah. And then the last thing is, uh, is that thing about uh, mixing it up with the, you, you want people of color and more women and stuff. So, and he's like, do you want that? I could do that. And he's, oh, he's very transparent about it. As long as you say the words and I have, I have a problem remembering to say the words. Yeah. It's well, it's a lot to remember, you know, um, I was, of course, as I was trapped in the hotel and then, you know, waiting an hour for a lift. Yeah. And the other thing, oh, it was $10 from the hotel to the Starbucks. It's less than a mile drive. $40 back. They were trying to charge me. That's why I waited so long. I'm like, no, oh my gosh, that was unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But as I was, you know, having this, uh, Basically the same road experience I've had for 20 years. I'm like, there's other comics my age that are taking corporate jets to their uh, gigs and they're staying in super nice hotels. And uh, that just isn't how my career has panned out so far. Hmm. No, no, you just get to, you just get to do, you get to do the gigs you get to do. So other people our age are doing cruise ships. So got your blessings. It's, I know it's true. It's not it's totally true. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I felt like myself on stage. Like the other thing is, is like, it's so fun to know you can still do what you're really good at, right? Yeah. And, and that you haven't lost it and you still got it. And it's so fun. Yeah. Stand-up like, is I, I, really fun. It's really fun. And sometimes in LA, it's like they're little tiny sets. So you're like, I'm trying to work on this one joke. And it's, it's, you're not your normal self, right? And then you're in a road gig. It's like, all right this is my show. You're my audience. I can be up here as long as I want. And it, mm -hmm. it's such a different feeling of ownership of the show. Right. Uh, it's like, and, and you just don't have it in LA. I don't feel ownership of a show if I'm one of 15 comics on the show. Right. Or even seven. Right. Yes. Like, uh, cause I did, I did that blast from the past set and Amy Miller was supposed to close, but she was over at the improv and wasn't going to make it in time, you know, and Jeff, Jeff May, May was like, you could go up. Uh, so it's going to be you and then Amy, but Amy has to drive from the improv. And I was like, still, is she going to be here? And he goes, yeah, I think she'll be here. And I almost offered to go long because I wanted to try all this new stuff that my best steel day joke is working. Okay. I, I found a new sort of tag on it, which is good. Um, but I cannot. I cannot get into sex workers as workers. That bit, that's that weird bit that I was uh, was talking about doing that I've tried yeah. one time to a great deal of polite nodding and some smiles. So that's not what I'm looking for in stand-up. I, <laughs> I, um, oh, I, there was a line that I did in, in my Corden set that it's always felt like too long. And I was just like, well, and the party was like, Oh, I did on TV. I'm not going to fucking work on this thing anymore, but now I need it for the time. And sure. I fixed it. I'm like, Oh, this flows so much better. That's it. That's it. Been on an album yet. So it's fine. But, uh, okay. And then there's other just little tweaks where, you know, you're in the moment, you're having a good time. And so you're doing a joke that is maybe 80% finished. Yeah. And then the, you're in the flow and you just say the right way to, 
to to end it. I know. It's and I didn't record Blast from the Past, so I was so mad at myself because I tried a bunch of new stuff and it worked. And you can't you can't tell. I can't tell if it worked because I was with my nerd people. Yeah. Or if it was if I had said it in a specific and I and I now I'll never know because I didn't <laughs> record it. So I was a fool to not record it. But uh I'll do it again and again and again. Iteration. Yes. Um I had okay, so last Sunday I did a set at Flappers. That was super fun. Right. And then I did not have a and then found out about COVID on Monday. Your mother in law having COVID. Yep. Yep. Having the wait, oh I think I might have I forget what it was, but I didn't do a set again until Wednesday, until right. I tested a bunch. And um I, I I opened for improv troops. And improv troops were the audience, and improv troops are the best audience. Oh, okay. Because they're a yes and they're made of they're made <laughs> up of yes and bees. So, uh, the, and then I drove to West round. Side. Yes, and I and I drove to West Side to do a set, and the show had been canceled. Mm-hmm. And he forgot to. I emailed him and asked him, and he had forgotten to respond to me, Chris. And so he felt really bad, and I was like, "That's oh, all right." I. I'm just, I love doing a lap sometimes. And, uh, I, and, and sometimes I genuinely drive, Jackie, you don't get a chance in LA that much. So it's <laughs> and I found parking. So, and that was wow. free. So yeah. it was kind of, uh, so I, I walked up and he was like, I am so sad. I'm so sorry for you. So I'm going to do another set this Friday. Oh, that's he just good. gave me a quick set. And then Thursday I did the crow, which is a new club. Remember Nicole? Oh, yeah, Nicole good Virgin. I- I told you about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And her husband, Mickey. Yes. Yes. So I did that. Um, and it was really great. It was with Zach Noe Towers Mm. and Ron Funches and DJ. Wow. Uh, it was a great show. That's a, that's a killer show. Yeah. It was a really, really fun show. And I worked on some of the new stuff there, but during the day, uh, David Smalley, you know, David C. Smalley, some people do, but uh, I I only know him because he he retweeted something and it went viral and that's literally how I met him. Oh wow! And um, but he used to have a podcast called Dogma when he when he was religious and he went from being religious to being an atheist. Is he a comic? He's a comic yeah. and he, and a podcaster and now he has this other podcast which I forget the name of but it's going to come out. But he 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 emails me. He's like, Hey, Marilyn Rice Cub is going to do the pot, do my podcast. I was wondering if you would do it with her, um, to talk about how you felt about, uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to have, I don't want to do this. And he was like, well, Mary Lynn. And, and I was like, okay. And so Mary Lynn did it. And then we got Carmen to do it. And Carmen Morales was so fucking funny. Cause David, he couldn't get into the topic for some reason. And, uh, you know, I asked the thread, like, questions to ask him. Yeah. Because it's weird, right? But so he gets into the topic by saying, asking each of us how we felt when we heard the news that it was overturned. And it's such a weird way to get into it. And Carmen Morales, literally, she goes, well, I never came so hard in my life. What a stupid fucking question. (laughs) And he was like, oh, my God, you're just supposed to be so. And she's like, well you're going to get, you're going to get your chops busted. It's going to happen a little bit on this particular episode. Yeah. And, and then at one point he did say, I just wanted to give women a voice. And I was like, 
I wish you wouldn't have put it like that. Don't but, yet. <laughs> but but his heart is know, genuinely in the right place. Heart meant well. I get it. Yes. But I it, want to give women a voice. Feels it just feels very patriarchal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's I've noticed a lot of guys are like, I don't know what to say. If I don't, you know, I want to like, let whatever, uh, not try to dominate the conversation. But then everyone's like, you should say something, you know, Uh, it's it's uh, tricky to be a guy, but not as tricky as it is to be a woman. So, so true. So true. Times for everybody. It's tricky times. Um, Let's see. I, uh, I was going to say, I don't know. I, I, I had a really fun week. I'm exhausted. Um, I don't have a set tonight. I have a, I have like one set on Wednesday at the Barksdale. Okay. Try to pick up some others on maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I'm going to drive to the Bay area with my son. Oh, and I have a set at a library in San Leandro and I have to be clean for kids. That's right. It's and finally I was, happening. I was like, some during my Cincinnati weekend, I'll I'll find the bits I need to do that are clean. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm filthy, but even if I'm not, even out, you know, it's it's. I, I'm like, is this for kids? Not honestly, none of my act is for children, but it, it has to be, I guess, something that parents won't. I mean, I understand what it's like to be a parent, and kids won't get. They've got. It's got to be something right. that it's. Kids won't get. Well, when you think about Brian Regan's act, it is not. It, there is adult content. Yes. He just doesn't talk about bodily functions and sex. He just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it is. You know, you get. You know, finding the clean bits doesn't mean not finding the non-adult bits because all our all of our acts were that we write for our peers. We, I write for adults. Um, but, yeah. uh, but, but when I was, when I did the crow a couple of weeks ago, I did a children's show on it and I went mm-hmm. and I just did a lot of big faces and I tried <laughs> to, like try, you know, crowd work with the kids and incorporate them into the, into a couple jokes. Minutes. It's not like I have to do an hour or something. Oh my gosh. And uh, up in San Leandro, you only have to do 20. Okay. So you are more than fine. You will be fine. I think so. But that'll, that'll be nice. You and, uh, you and the young man will drive up there and. Yeah. I think we'll bring Charmy. Here's the deal. Like I just picked Charmy up from the, um, boarding the kennel. Yeah. Oh my God. These costs are unbelievable. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, Cause you couldn't, you couldn't leave Charmy with. No, because the, uh, he, uh, my son was with his dad, uh, and they were in Texas. In, oh, uh, they, uh, it was a third. Yeah, yeah. They, he was out of town. No one home. Yeah, again, we'll be like, you know, uh, maybe in a year or two, I can, you know, dart away and leave my son home with the dog. And right, and the dog will be calmer too, because the dog is still only like a year and a half old, right? Maybe a year. Okay. Two years old, but but it's not the calmness; it's the cost of boarding the dog. No, no, yeah. I know, but but once the dog is slightly more calm, you could leave her with someone who house sits and dog sits. Yeah, but that still costs money. I'm right. saying, it, it, yeah, no, no, I know, but it won't cost probably as much as I have no idea what dog sitters cost. I don't know. Right, it's usually like it's it's I it can't possibly be as much as it costs to. <laughs> To do a, a pit bull. 50 a night. 50 a night is the place I go to. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's actually what the, because um, I was talking to one of our neighbors because I'm walking two dogs now and they wind around me like I'm 
those walkers in the second Star Wars movie. <laughs> and uh, I get uh, ad-ads. And, uh, but the, uh, yeah, and the dogs, the, the dogs have always sort of gotten along. The cat has, has taken over, has decided to come out of the bedroom and, and make the cats, and the cat is super bossy and Gordy doesn't want to get into it with the cat. So Gordy is taken to hiding in this, the room of requirement. <laughs> and I'm like, hey man. And so he's like, the cat spent the whole day and night in Gordy's crate. Just like passive aggressive bullshit. And um, yeah, you have a lot, all, you have all of a sudden a lot of uh, uh, life to take care of, right? Yes. I mean, tell me it was $230 for this little weekend, oh, right? Geez. My airfare was like over 800 Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I really, uh, you know, uh, I could. Uh, it was so much easier when I had a writing job and this was just supplemental income, but to right. add, oh my God. Now you would like it to be an income. Yeah. So yeah. Like Talk to me about job. it. I'd like a writing job. Let's be clear. Uh, and, uh, to be able to do this, uh, you know, when I can, but it's, yeah, uh, it costs so much right now to do comedy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I just bought and a I'm, bunch of, yeah. Go ahead. I'm headlining. I mean, when I was talking to our, the feature and the MC, I'm just like, how the fuck are you eating? I don't understand how people, it's, it's horrible the amount of money they're being paid, you know? Right. Speaking of which, let's name names. Who's our yes. comic of the week? Our comic of the week oh, is do we, Man- do we take a break yet, though? Oh, oh, let's do that. Hi, I'm Janet Varney. And just like you, I survived high school. And we're not alone. On my podcast, The JV Club, I invite some of my friends to share the highs and lows of their teen years, like moments with Aisha Tyler. But when you're a kid, the stakes are just pretty low. Go to school, try not to get in trouble, get laid. Jamila Jamil. I watched television probably every waking hour during that time when I was shit-faced on medicine. And Dave Holmes. We talked and talked, and then everybody left. It was just us two, and I was like, I love you. Learn how you too can be a functioning adult after the drama and heartbreak of high school. Every week on the JV Club with Janet Varney. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a judgment-free show. Hi, Jackie Cation here with hair. I have hair. Function of Beauty has hair products. Uh, Let me just tell you something about your hair. It's unique. It's a delight. Products that address it specifically uh, and its specific needs, that's where Function of Beauty comes in. Here's how it works. You take an incredibly quick hair quiz to build your hair profile. That's right, hair profile. And it's really, it is very quick. And you select five hair goals, like lengthen, volumize, oil control. And then you choose the color and fragrance uh, or go dye and fragrance, right? I mean, of what your personalized shampoo and conditioner will be. What are you and- trying to right now jackie i'm trying to say that you can get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead that's right say goodbye to generic hair care for good today go to functionofbeauty.com slash jackie laurie to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25 percent on your first order you can just you can redo it's very 
you can make it smell like whatever you want. You can pick a color. I like green. I used to just pick red. Now I pick a green sometimes. And I like a eucalyptus. I like a rose. Uh, I like a flower. I like a plant. Uh, these are the things I like. I don't like it to smell like food, but that's me. So that's functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. Hey. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code Jackie Laurie to get a free shipping and 30% off your first order. I love it. I used it to sleep. I forgot to bring it on the road with me this weekend. And I could tell, you know, it was, uh, it took me a little bit longer to fall asleep, but I really get a nice, uh, thick sleep. If that's even a way to describe sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. That's a great way to describe REM. (laughs) <laughs> it's not it's not full of nightmares like a melatonin so i really <laughs> how i sleep on uh on these uh lumi lab gummies um so guys uh try it if you if if you're able to microdose.com use the codes uh jackie lori and get a uh, free shipping at 30 percent off your first order okay our comic of the week is uh mandy mckelvey and she is i think she's Lou- louisville based okay so- so Holly uh, Lene knows her. Like okay. And uh, she's from South Carolina originally, and she's really good. And she has these really, she has very long bits. Like, I was I was like, I think her 20 minutes might be three chunks. Oh, and, really? Uh, and she calls back the first chunk at the end. Like, yeah, just really long, you know, she, where she goes into lots of, she, she, you know, when you do like a little... What are the 10 million ways I could talk about this topic, right? Yeah. Two. She goes like through uh, a thousand of them, right? Okay. But it, it's funny. She just keeps on it and hammering. It's re- It was really, really uh, fun to watch. And she does a great job. Um, That's so cool. Not on um, Twitter. Uh, and if she's like. Uh, what she is on Instagram. It's right. uh, Mandy McKelvey. And it's literally M-A-N-D-E-E comedy. So Mandy with two E's and then the word comedy, Mandy comedy. And uh, yeah, she, that's so cool. I can't wait to, to watch some stand-up. Very funny. And she's really long, kind of silvery Emmy Lou Harris hair, which is <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. I, I, I was taught because our, our, the MC uh, Shana uh, Ravani has really long black share hair. Okay. <laughs> So and I was like, I'm used to having the best hair on the show. What the fuck's going on? Uh, so it was oh, that's up. funny. Yeah. Um, so she's great. Check her out if you can find her on uh, Instagram. I think she's, uh, her goal is to get more on social media, but it's not a thing that she does. But, you know, just just uh, listening to those ladies. Uh, and anytime you talk to the local features or anything, you're just like, uh, you got to have, you have Day to job. have a job. Yep. Or some kind of uh, money, you know, yep. family money, or you just have to be living in your car. And it's a shame because it didn't used to be that way. You know? No, it didn't used to be that way. You got hotel and, and mediocre money, yes. but it was at least you had hotel. Yeah. And, and, you, like, and you could perform was... better. Right. Yeah. I mean, because you if could... you're sleeping in your car, it's hard to get your bits. Cr- I mean, you're tired. You're not sleeping well. So. Right. 
it's um and you could make a little living for just your little self as a row feature. Right. I made anywhere between seventeen and twenty five thousand dollars a year for decades. Yeah. And that was kind of the back end, like the yeah. good years. And I always had a day job, but I didn't have to, I probably didn't have to have a day job if I had been willing to have another roommate. And I was also um willing to live in uncertainty. <laughs> so it turns out I am I am not good with living in well, I I lived with my parents, so I didn't have rent. You know, right, I right. In New York, and then I then I was like thrown into the real world. Yes, <laughs> violently, uh, the world of rent. Um, but um, yeah, and having a job and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it sucks. It's it seems exhausting. Um, I know it is exhausting for these guys and I don't know how to fix it. You know, I, uh, I'm fucking worried about pain. I mean, pain. Everybody should buy the features merch more than they should buy mine, but try to buy everybody's, but I I get it. Right. My dog, the, the boarding, uh, the, like the border probably made more money watching my dog than maybe the MC did all week. You know what I mean? Uh, this is, it's just, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think was there that article of just like the clubs, if they charged just a little bit more per ticket, they could pay, you know, they could pay the features, at least the features more of a wage, you know, so they could live. Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if everybody uh, did what they did for a job and made some money doing it. Right. Because you're, you're, you're also, here's the thing, like to be a really a good comic, you need a ton of stage time, right? Yep can't afford to do stage time you can't afford to go on the road and and break even for a weekend right or if you the thing is is i know features who would do it like every two or three months they're like i want to play that club i'm gonna eat it yeah i'm just gonna eat the money it's gonna be sort of a vacation yeah and you're like it should not be that it should not be that we all have to yeah so natural that then you go all right well let me do a podcast and start talking for two hours a day and then build my you know build an audience that way but that the way you're building an audience it's great but it's not stage time you know it's not stage time and much like a podcast the energy expended to do this podcast in the dork forest Mm -hmm. are it's a different kind of performance right right so when when i do a, a podcast i'm also tired right it's sort of like when i when i first when i first started doing stand-up and thinking about day jobs after college right i was like i could make a real living a, a quality living doing sales but it takes all of that sort of creative energy yeah to pitch you know to to make the sales you're using all of your charm and all of your energy when you desperately need that on stage when you're early because yeah, you're you like do. no no i gotta milk the audience and what i gotta milk them while i try to get this bit right yes is all of that personality you have to protect your resources yes you know, finite. yes you know and if you you know uh when i was working on conan uh my brain would be tired at the end of the day because i'd yeah I, I couldn't believe that you still did stand-up, that you and Kylie were still doing stand-up. But the only, the thing that made it that we could, for both of us, is our act had nothing to do with the kind of writing we were doing during the day. But okay. I, you know, I, so it was sort of like almost a uh, relief to just get up and talk about my mom or my son because it, it wasn't as precise as like talking Did it about- sort of, did it, did you find that it kind of refilled the well a little bit? 
or yes. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, but, that, but that's that's within the under the umbrella of comedy. But if you're giving a lot of yourself to a, a different day job, it's just it's just hard. I mean, I, I'm talking to my son about that. I'm like, you you know, you're going to have to figure out how to, you know, if you want to be an animator, you know, what are you what are you going to do? Some, was it some, some comic? I forget who it was. It was just like, be like a janitor, something where you, you are not mentally taxed, where you can think while you're. That was always, that was always my day job. When I worked at closed captioning services at Vitek doing, people were always like, why aren't you captioning? And Kyle Kinane and Matt Bronger and, uh, and I'm still friends with people who used to caption. Oh, really? They, yeah. But the thing is, is the, they each, they had responsibilities. They had shows that were assigned to them. And I was essentially a monkey. I answered phones. I, I uh, logged things in. I digitized back when you had to digitize from tape. Uh-huh. And, um, but it was, I literally, I was like, I need something that's idiot. Like, like uh, just anyone. And it is a drain because it's a job, right? So the week that I quit, like two weeks later, I had lunch with my old boss and she was like, you just seem more relaxed. And I was like, and yet I don't have any money, uh, but I don't have this like, you know, lump on the back of my neck where I'm yeah. like, got to make sure everybody's, all the ducks are in a row, but it wasn't a challenging job. Like it didn't have any, it didn't take any brain power. I just had to sit there and do shit. So the, the, those are the jobs that I would recommend. Yeah, but I, I, now that I think about it, though, when I was coding, that took brain power, but it's it was different. I don't different. know, for some reason, it was like, then I'm done, and I get to do stand-up, and I, stand-up felt like fun, you know? Yeah, when I, I, in Minneapolis, I worked, I was in customer service, and so I did have to sort of talk people down mm-hmm. a fair number of times, because I worked at a stoner t-shirt poster shop, and so people were constantly getting the wrong items and um, cause everybody was high. Oh, right. And uh, so, but it was peacenik, hippie, skippy t-shirts and posters and whatever. And I'd be like, going to send out a, you know, UPS will grab the old one, send you the new one, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's, it's interacting with people that's exhausting in a day job. And whether you're like coding or cleaning or something, if you're just by yourself, then you're kind of preserving your resources a little bit. Yeah. I think people have to sort of, there's so much energy required on stage to connect with the audience. People might have to figure it out for themselves because some people can do that sort of like Eric Allen used to work at Jamba Juice. When he first moved here, he worked at Jamba Juice and he said, wow, Jamba Juice's standards are real low. They're like, you're going to show up again tomorrow. (laughs) And he's like, Every day, just like, and then you'll pay me at the end of the two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's the social contract. And uh, so, but he said it was perfectly fine. The only, the only kind of thing that was a drag was that and stand all day and make, and make, uh, and make juice things. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about, but I, I will say that I have heard from several different comics about what the, if they're opening for big comics, big name, famous comics, uh, are getting really shitty money and it's just an exposure thing. And it's like, you gotta be kidding. You know, you're a big comic, you know, more than anyone, how much it means, how much people need money and you're making fuckloads of it. You know, if you're making, right. If you're making a great deal of money, 
you have to share that wealth. Yes. That's how the next generation, and even if you're only doing it because you're hoping to feature for them one day, how about that? You know, you picked them to open for them. Oh, really? That yes. person? Yep. That's not cool. Because we know cool. about, we yeah, we know about this person, yes. right? Obviously, we know that person. Yeah. And uh, the first person I typed is making fuckloads of money, and they should be paying paying their people better. That's all. Right. As is that second person. And I don't know about this guy, but do you know how he pays? Uh, I don't know, but I, I think that I think he pays pretty well. Yeah. Well, because because I remember the people who opened for Seinfeld said that Seinfeld paid really well and yeah. you got to ride in his private jet. So and you got to stay where he stayed. Yeah. So that was. Yeah. That's what Conan did when I went on that little, I went on a little bit of his tour. I think I did like 10 dates. And Brian Regan lets me stay on his bus. Oh, that's cool. Got to ride in a corporate jet. We got to stay at the Four Seasons. We got to stay at the best hotels. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. When I opened for Regan in New York, I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton right on Central Park yeah. South. Incredible. Central Park. And it was, and then one of my friends sent me a fruit basket. I'm like, I'm here for one night. <laughs> and, uh, now and then i'm going to the best western in Times square so <laughs> it's but it's just i mean people profess to respect the the work right and they and everybody and if you could have and and if you've specifically asked for someone to open for you 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 value that person you value what they bring to your show so yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, Brian pays super fair, just to make I know. to and say Maria out loud. Too, yeah, and Maria plays super fair. Yes. So it's just like I don't know. I'm I I don't uh, like part of me is like, well, when I'm in that situation, and, and now I'm like, am I ever going to be in that situation? Should I keep thinking like that, or should I just go? Well, this is my situation, and I and I love doing comedy, and it's so fun. And I'm so grateful that I still am able to do it at the level that I expect from myself, okay. you know, like I, yeah. Oh, quality that, wise. I'm yeah. So happy that of that, you know, okay. Oh, I don't know. Um, shoot. What else? Oh, oh, you would ask me cause I, uh, Chappelle released another special and I'm not commenting on it at all, but he, wait, he, wait, like another one, like just well, now. He released a, vi a video of him talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On Netflix. <laughs> but um, but 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 somebody, uh, you know, one of the one of the things he had mentioned that he he said without being ironic, he said like I'm a once in a lifetime talent, once in a generation talent, that kind of a thing. And out loud, he said oh, that out loud about loud. himself. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, wow. And okay. I, I challenged my peers to Ooh. match me or something like that. Just like, and there was, you know, the younger comics who do not revere him are hilarious. And, and then there's a lot of us that are like, uh, you know, you know him or something or whatever. And, um, but uh, I also feel like every, or maybe most comics tell themselves that, especially the first year, because you have to eat so much shit. Early. That's yes, an early. Right. That's There's like no young me. I young hip hop artists. That's well, what no, this is. I, I think young comics too. Everyone that's right. the open mic system and they're and they're just being humiliated by, <laughs> by club owners or whatever every single night. You have to you have to believe something about yourself to put yourself through that. 
you know, even these uh, women I was just working with, you had to believe in yourself to be making the money they're making at the level they're at. They're both really funny, you know? So, so it may, it kind of made me laugh just to watch Chappelle say it. Cause I'm like, he's probably been saying this to himself since he was 15. And yeah. I would say most, most comedians have at some point said that to themselves, especially when shit's awful and you're like, do I quit? No, I'm good. There's no one like me. I'm a once in a lifetime talent. You know, you, you have to, you have to say these crazy things to yourself to keep yourself going. Yeah. I don't, I can never remember saying anything like that to myself. I remember eating it so hard and calling Karen Rontowski and going, I'm not a hack. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And her going, Holy shit. No, you are not a hack. And I was like, because I was, I'm certain I'm not a hack. No, you're that, not a hack so, at all. So that is, that is what, that is my version of going, I'm a once in a lifetime. This is <laughs> shit. What if you so, are famous and you could just release anything you wanted on Netflix, but it was just a half hour of you going, I'm not a hack. I am not a hack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's take a real quick break. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. And when I say quick, it's quick for us, not for them. Yes. We don't know how long the... Uh, for them. Who knows what right. they have. God knows. They have just a minutes of, of some sort of nonsense or something imperative. I we think it's going to be the fine entertainment you can get on MaximumFun.org. Are you you got to put that Operation Save Abortion thing on here too? Oh which yes, is that Liz wins. Yeah. It's how to be uh, how to be an activist. It's it's a free sort of a web seminar. Oh, that's cool. And run by Liz Winstead of uh, who created the Daily Show and Operation Save Abortion and so how to be an activist. So every it's July seventeenth online. I'm going to try to make it my own self and. Um, and the ad to find out how to get there, which I think is just go to operationsafeabortion.com and register. Much yeah. like uh, Sunday services, you get a registration link. Uh, so. Sunday services. So uh, I, I saw a lot more masks on the way home than on the way out. I, I feel like over the weekend, uh, the word got out about the BA5 variant, you know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was some sort of, it, it, it was noticeably different on the way back. Yeah. I, it's like summertime, we're supposed to be free, you know, cause we're all outdoors, but I just, I'm so fucking sick of this shit. I'm so t- taking a, getting all these purifiers, plugging them in, remembering them, grabbing them, br- bringing my little mini one on stage and then taking it off and, and always having it, uh, fucking mask on when other people aren't it's it's you know and, pe- and people semi treating me like an invalid <laughs> right and you're self-conscious because you're oh. like am i overreacting but you're not because you still haven't gotten it yeah, so that's the, yeah. that's the only measure is well i mean it's <laughs> far yep right right um 
So do you guys have an air purifier at your house? Yeah, we have, okay. uh, we have, Chris brought hers. Okay. How, how do you think that she, okay. Yeah. How do you think she got it? I don't know. Wow. Uh, that, that is a problem because <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And, um. She had been with you a while before she got in. She was only in the house. Right. She had some doctor's appointments kind of things, um, but it wasn't, it might've been, might've been at that. I don't know. Um, all I know is, uh, is that we're going to test again tomorrow. I, uh, I, I try to wonder what it would be like if my mom hadn't got it. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think she, I, I don't know how she would have avoided it. I don't know. I mean, I haven't brought it back and my son hasn't. So she would have avoided it, I guess, but yeah. Right. I don't know. And, um, but wait, you, she, you're, she tested positive. Chris did, right? Yeah. She okay. t- Chris tested positive and, uh, but it was a, one of those quick tests and we took quick tests. I wanted her to get a PCR test. I wanted her to take one of the $80 ones that we got from Amazon. One of those yeah. fancy home PCR tests mm-hmm. or just, you know, some lateral kind of test, but, um, everybody blew off my idea. So we did not do that. And, um, and then those, those tend to find positives that the, the home tests miss. I'm saying it's likely that she, if she tested positive on that one, she does have it or yeah. had it at that time. Yep. Um, so you maybe did if she had symptoms and was testing negative, then maybe you'd want to get like a, a more. Right. That's the way everybody else does it. I'm yeah. like, I don't think you've got it. You should take another <laughs> more. Um, but, but I, but it's, so we've been wearing masks around the house. And you have a purifier in the house going. Yep. Right? Yep. We got a couple of purifiers going. So, yeah. Just trying to, um, trying to get furniture. I broke her one of her bedside lamp the other day accidentally because oh, I yeah. tripped over a wire. It was a ten dollar bedside lamp. It's not the end of the world, but I felt really I was just I I've been feeling less I've been feeling kind of a uh, just a lot of it. You know, it's the transition is is gonna be hard. So it is hard. And- I feel not like a gazelle, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot to have a new person in your space. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, and all the animals and sure. I mean, you know, like, it's had it's you have a lot more responsibility than you had last year at this time. So true, and a lot more laundry, a lot more food, a lot more laundry. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. So, but uh, here's something I found out. I am doing the comedy works. Okay. I'm I'm on their calendar. Remember how the last three weeks I've been saying, God, I wish I could get back to the comedy works. Well, it turns out I didn't write it in my calendar. And then they posted on their Facebook, Jackie Cation coming back in February. And I was like, Oh, I didn't put it down. Oh, they're already posting February stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, on August 5th. I'm doing a winery in the, in Livermore in the Bay area. And I know that guy has always wanted to do the dork forest. We've tried it three times Ryan. and he's never booked me uh, for the winery. And I think it's because we've never been able to do the dork forest because that's where my brain goes. It's not yeah. okay. No, it's probably it, not true. Uh, 
You're a petty lady and uh, just own it. Enjoy it. <laughs> oh my God. Carmen Morales on the Roe v. Wade podcast. She said, you know, if you've been holding back on being petty, now's the time. <laughs> Don't just be petty. Now's the time. And I was like, that's hilarious. Um, I'm doing in October, I'm going to Milwaukee to do a festival. Oh, you're doing the Laughing Tap Guy Festival. Yes, yes, yes. That'll yes. be great. Greg Bach. Yeah. yeah. Very excited. That's awesome. The first weekend or any idea? Uh, I will come. I'll circle back. I yeah. have time to get your tickets, but it is happening in October and prepare yourselves because, yep. you know, right now I have it. I basically it was, I did an hour every night last week with three chunks from my album. Yeah. You know, but so most of it is not, which is, which I'm glad of. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, my, my August and September are pretty full and that's cool. Just to, to Colorado. And then yeah. I forget where else it's a, uh, Oh, San Francisco. Yeah. That's, uh, going to the that's my August is, is Colorado. And then, um, punchline. And then my September is very, very, it's, uh, a North Carolina comedy fest, Greensboro, oh, nice. uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, just doing the siren by myself, unless you want to come. Oh, and what night is it? It's the 7, 16, 17 of September. Oh, that's cool. Did you, uh, I, I mean, I just, I was just talking I, to Shelly about it. Can't wait for uh, helium to book me. Cause that guy doesn't book me. Right, right. We can't wait. We can't wait. And can't then, wait. uh, the 24th, I'm, I'm doing another weekend with Brian Regan. So that's cool. I'm at yeah. JFL at uh, in Toronto in September. Uh, so check check my site for those dates if you're in Toronto. But um, yeah, I'm getting a, a Chris Hardwick is making my uh, what, what Chris Fairbanks? Excuse me, Chris Fair. <laughs> Chris Hardwick is taking uh, art. He learned to play the piano. He'll write you a song. Chris Fairbanks <laughs> is making my um, woke woke. Grief, I can't even remember in the Cis. name of my title. Cis woke grief slut poster. Yeah, on a centaur. Thank you for the idea, Jackie. And, so, but uh, you you didn't uh, you you don't want to make merch about the centaur and the and the chariot? Maybe I don't know. Oh, there's no chariot. I mean, maybe because uh, we'll it's oh, a I joke. Wanna I want to see. Yeah, I want to see what the uh, what, what the poster the, looks like. Yeah, maybe I'll just sell the poster or, or he's, he, he said it's a, if you do pay what you want, you know, people, people, uh, cough that is between you and your friends pay what you want. Boo. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.